Hi everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Level Play Podcast, your source for all things related to brand management. My name is Dave Kalen, and I will be your host for today's festivities. Hey, this is our very first podcast. Glad you could be a part of it. I hope you enjoy it and find it both entertaining and informative. Uh, If you do, then please be sure to subscribe so you'll know about all of our future episodes. Now, today's podcast isn't really a true episode. There's no real topic. It's kind of an episode zero, which means that it's a description of what our podcasts are going to cover in the future. Think of it as the trailer, the promo, the, the, the course syllabus, if you will. Basically, I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> All right, now that's out of the way, let's get started. Here on the Level Play podcast, we'll be discussing topics related to brand management success stories of people managing their brand, news about brands, the downside of not correctly managing your brand, and basically the importance of networking and just getting your message out. So let's take a step back and before we dive into brand management, let's go over the fundamental question, which is what is a brand and how or why should you manage it? In a nutshell, your brand is how you present yourself to the rest of the world. Now, this can present itself in a number of ways. If you're an athlete, it goes way beyond just clips or highlights of your last game. It could be your social media presence, you know, your tweets and your posts, but it can also be any graphics or sounds or slogans. Uh, You know, ESPN has, you know, da-na-na, da-na-na. Well, that is a sound asset as part of their brand. If you're a professional athlete, you may also have any advertising or endorsement deals that are part of your brand. Anyways, it's how you want to be seen and associated. Basically, when somebody hears your name or sees your picture, what's the first thing that's going to pop into their head? That's your brand. And of course, in this podcast, we're going to be focusing on athletes, but your brand can really apply to anyone. It can apply to doctors or lawyers or accountants or if you're a social media influencer or if you have an Etsy store or whatever political party you belong to. But as an athlete, you'll want your personal brand to focus on people who are interested in you well, or who will want to be interested in you. Uh, Number one is probably your fans, if you're lucky enough to have fans, of course. But like I said earlier, it's not just about showing game highlights. People can also be interested in behind the scenes stuff like videos of your workouts or just relaxing or playing video games, shopping, you know, paparazzi stuff. But uh, if you're an up and coming athlete, it's about maybe getting some press or getting the eye of a recruiter or scout or an agent. If you're an amateur athlete, you could just be trying to find a coach or a trainer. Or you know what? 
if you're just a weekend warrior, it's about showing how much fun you have or how much beer you can drink between first and second base or, <laughs> or just saying hi to the general public. Whatever your path, it's how you present yourself to the outside world. That is the fundamental importance of a personal brand and why you need to manage it correctly. is going to discuss everything surrounding brand management and specifically sports related brand management and there's definitely a lot we can cover here there are three main points that i want to make in this episode zero number one brand management is important and it's everywhere number two it's still in its infancy and we're entering a whole new era of how athletes can optimize and make money off of their brand. And number three, you have to look at other athlete brands and learn from their successes and their failures. So let's talk about the first one, the importance of brand management. Like I say, we see it everywhere. And that's because a lot of people think of athletes as, I guess, accidental celebrities you know they're good at a sport and then they stand out from the crowd and then they get some recognition so they just get acclaim and become famous and while that may have been true many many generations ago when all there was was newspaper I guess in radio uh, that just doesn't happen today and you know if you're an athlete in the 21st century you have to do more there are so many outlets today that you have to be your own publicity person, but also you get to define yourself, at least at the start, and there's no better time to start than right now. I mean, heck, if even you're only 13 years old, you still have to kind of define yourself and manage your brand, especially if you want to move forward to the next level and, well, catch the eyes of recruiters or scouts and maybe get a scholarship. The second point I'd like to make is that brand management, or at least 21st century brand management, is still very much in its infancy. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it's the wild, wild west right now in how athletes can use it or exploit it or promote themselves. And it's only going to get wilder and it's going to be ever evolving. One of the biggest catalysts for this change is the recent NIL decision, which stands for Name Image Likeness. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, basically in April of 2020, the NCAA made some rule changes that would allow athletes to actually be compensated for the use of their name, their image, or their likeness in endorsements or appearances or advertising for their university or on other platforms and that's going to be such a big game changer especially in the college game but maybe for all amateur athletes right now it's only in california and florida but eventually it will get to all 50 states and what will that mean california already has some laws in place to protect 
Hollywood celebrities, but it'll be interesting to see how that extends over to athletes. And what about in other states like Alabama, you know, where football is such a big part of their identity and how they dominate college football, the, the college football scene? How will their players be compensated? That will be interesting. Um, what does it mean for Title IX and equal representation in sports? And what about non-revenue sports? Uh, recently, a lot of college non-revenue sports have been canceled due to COVID restrictions and you know, lack of revenue that they got from football and basketball to support them, of course. But how are they going to be brought back? And how are they? How are the universities going to use the name image likeness decision as justification for bringing them back or as justification for canceling these sports for good? And is a college going to want to compensate the star fencing champion, even if they are a fencing powerhouse? Is it worth it for them to compensate a non-revenue sport star for their name, image, or likeness? It's all very interesting, and we're all just going to sit back and see where it goes. But no matter which direction it does go, we will be here to talk it over with you. The third point that I want to make is that while, of course, the game is changing as we go along, there's still a lot of successes and failures in athlete brand management that we can look back at and learn from. Now, of course, this is going to be the subject of quite a few future podcasts, but there are so many brand management stories, both good and bad. Uh, the good ones mostly being the top elite level athletes like I don't know, Michael Jordan, Roger Federer, Serena Williams, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, if you want to go international, Lionel Messi, Lewis Hamilton. These brands are so good, you can get rid of their last names altogether and just use their first names. Michael, Roger, Serena, LeBron, Kobe, Lionel, Lewis. There are obviously some bad ones too. Probably the biggest negative athlete brand would be O.J. Simpson, I guess. I mean, he had everything going for him until, well, you know, that thing that happened. Um, Tiger Woods had a big hit to his brand after he started having some fidelity problems. Uh, Allen Iverson's brand fell after some controversies. You know, I was reading an article recently about Shaquille O'Neal and it was their opinion that he's overextended his brand by tie-ins with, you know, pizza and Icy Hot and car insurance and cruise lines. And it was their opinion that he's overextended his brand and now he's just kind of a huckster. Now, of course, I, I'm not sure I really agree with that. And I'm sure that Shaquille doesn't care. But nevertheless, it's a case study that we can learn from and talk about together in a future podcast. So that is just a brief overview of what we will be bringing to you here on the Level Play podcast. If you like what you've heard so far, then please subscribe and you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you like the podcast, then feel free to leave some stuff in the comments course, don't be a troll, but if you want to discuss what we've been talking about here, or if you have an idea for a future show, then definitely let us know about it. 
Okay, well, that's it for now. Stay tuned for future episodes of the Level Play Podcast, where we will discuss athlete brand management in more detail. For the Level Play Podcast, I'm Dave Kalin. Have a good one.